This is the Idea Time Podcast with Dr. Joe North. Welcome to the Idea Time Podcast. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies, and interviews that will help you to achieve greater professional and business success by thinking more creatively. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North. Hello there and welcome to this session on Appreciative Inquiry. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through what is Appreciative Inquiry and I'm going to show you how you can use the process of Appreciative Inquiry to actually build a really positive and strengths-based workshop. Now, what is Appreciative Inquiry? Well, the clue's in the name really. It's appreciative, which is about really recognising the positive. It's a strengths-based approach. I see it as being in the same sort of school of thinking as the field of positive psychology and um, a strengths-based development as well. And the guy who's really connected and famous for uh, a lot of the original thinking around appreciative inquiry and pushing it forward is David Cooper Ryder. So if you want to learn more and get more into the, I guess, the the academic side of it, then have a look at David Cooper Ryder. I think, you know, in terms of the thinking and the theory, he's fantastic. Uh, You just might need to do a bit of work in terms of thinking how to operationalise that, how to make that work in practice. But hopefully that's what I'm going to help you with. So you'll get some really good clarity and some tools and techniques as well. Appreciative inquiry is all about reframing and starting from the position of what are we doing well you know what are the good things what are we great at what are we strong at what are the positives that we've got to offer and the reason that's so important as a starting point is because our i guess our energy and our efforts go in the same direction that our thoughts go so if we're thinking about building on strengths then that's where our decisions and our actions will go we'll make our strengths stronger we'll be able to stand out, we'll be able to do even bigger and better things. And that's in contrast with a problem-focused starting point. Now, I'm all for a problem-focused starting point sometimes because actually that's where a lot of great entrepreneurial ideas come from, that there's a problem, there's a gap, and let's fix the gap. So there's a case for both and there's a situation for doing either one of appreciative inquiry or a problem-focused approach, and I hope that sort of makes sense. If not, then then shout. In appreciative inquiry, we start with the positive and we think about what we can do and what's possible and take it from there. So by changing the language, we change the intent, we change the direction of our actions. There are four Ds or five Ds, depending on who you read and what you look at. But essentially, if you think of it as a process, as a continuous circle going round. So it starts off with define. Um, So that's where you think about what is it that you want to work on. And Georgia, this is a really good technique that you can use with clients, actually, who want to grow the business. You know, so what is it we're working on here? Is it growth? Is it market share? Is it profitability? You know, what is it? So define. Then you do some discovery work. um, And all of that is around appreciating the best of what is. So thinking about how... You know, how good things are now, what the positives are, what the starting point is. So that's the discovery phase. The next phase after that is the dream phase. So you think about, well, what is possible? You know, where, if we use our imagination, where could we go? Where could our aspirations take us? 
And after that, it's the design phase. So you think, well, how could we actually get from where we are now to the imagined possibilities that we've got for the future? And then the destiny element of that is all about sustaining it, making it happen and keeping it going. So some, I guess some different language there. It's very positive language, isn't it? So we've got define, we've got discovery, dream, design and destiny. And how you can use this is actually to do some activities on each of those stages uh, with your group that you're facilitating. You can do this one on one with a client and it's a really nice positive process. So we'll start off with the define part of the process. That's where you really get the data together, the information together, and you think about where you are right now. So all the information that you need, I'd say sort of try and do it in advance, try and do some homework and prep for this so that when you do come together, you can make the best use of the time. So I think that's probably, you know, you, you're doing your bit and doing some design and thinking about what would really benefit your client or clients in the room and also them doing some thinking in advance of the session as well. Okay, so pretty straightforward that bit. I've highlighted a technique in appreciative inquiry, which is the yes and technique. And actually thinking about your language all the way through this process is really important. Yes and is a nice positive way of building on somebody's ideas. All too often, and listen out for this in meetings, and also listen out for you perhaps saying this yourself, all too often we say somebody has an idea and we go, yes, but. The word but dismisses everything that's gone before in that sentence. So we're saying yes and then dismissing everything the other person said. When we say yes and, we're actually acknowledging what the other person has said and we're demonstrating that we're building on it. Now, that's a very subtle shift, isn't it? But it does make a real difference in terms of how subconsciously people will feel about the conversations that you're having. So wherever you can use yes and, and obviously that's a lot more positive than no but or a straight no, which is very negative. So when people are having ideas, yes and them to take them in a different direction, don't yes but them. Let's move on now. We're getting stuck into the session itself and I want to move on to the discovery phase is about actually thinking, you know, what's the best of where we are now? You know, what are we really strong at? What are we really good at? Where do we shine? Where are things going well? What are we enjoying? So you're thinking about all of those positives. And you can use a number of techniques to explore this phase. And one of the techniques I've suggested is to do a strengths wheel, where you think about and identify and write down all the strengths that you've got going for you and then think about how much you use those strengths. You know, people have strengths, but sometimes they don't use them or they don't get the opportunity or create the opportunity to use those strengths fully. So that's a great question. We've got these strengths, how much are we using them? And how much is there scope to actually use these strengths even more? Another technique for the discovery phase is to think about us at our best and create images, create posters, of how things are, you know, do some cutting and sticking. We've talked about that before. Actually, you can use this to say, when we're at our best, what does that look like? And create an image of that. And, and then the real richness that comes through from when you actually talk that through and think about that. Another technique is the read all about it technique, where you create the front page of a newspaper. You create the newspaper headlines 
that celebrate all the good stuff that you've been doing recently, all the good stuff that's going on, all the things that you're good at, and you get those headlines um, and images. The name of the newspaper is something really positive as well, but you create the front page of a newspaper or a magazine. Everything in there is all the good stuff that you'd want to communicate to the outside world, perhaps, about what you're doing right now. Magnet statements. So this is where... Uh, you ask people to create, if you need a, a bigger group for this, you know, at least sort of five, six, or lots and lots of people, but five or six upwards, I'd suggest, is every person writes some statements which are, um, they believe, represent the very best of where they are right now as a team and as in their performance, the brand, you know, all the good stuff about the business. And they put each individual statement up around the room. And then... People look at those statements as if they're in a gallery and they highlight the ones that they think you know, have most resonated with them and they add into them. So for instance, if somebody had put a statement on the wall that said, you know, we are number one in our industry for customer experience and our, all our statistics show that and all our feedback shows that, then somebody else might come and write something to add into why customer experience is amazing or another statistic or bit of evidence that shows that customer experience is, is absolutely superb. So people are building on those as well. And they're called magnet statements because it's good stuff and it's attracting more good stuff and, and collating all that good stuff. Okay, that's the discovery phase. And once you've discovered where you are right now and all the best of where you are right now, then it's time to move on to the dream phase. And the dream phase is about imagination, it's about possibility, it's about where things could go. So some activities are dream dialogues. Dream dialogues are where you get delegates to work in pairs or threes and they've got some cards um, with some question cards. You can make your own, just any, on any you know, postcards or anything and just write on the back with some questions. And they answer those questions in a really, you know, thinking about where they want to be going forward, what's possible going forward, and capture um, those things ready to all feedback at the end. So that's a really good one. And that gets people talking. You get everybody's ideas out of there because they're actually working in small groups and then you roll it in pairs and threes and then you roll it all up. So you've got the bigger picture. The questions that you ask, you know, if you're pointing them in the right direction and that you're being very future focused and very positive, you'll get some really good outcomes and you'll provoke some really good thinking as well. Another one is the uh, big, hairy, audacious goals. And essentially, you ask questions like, what is your big, hairy, audacious goal? What would that look like if you'd achieved it? What if you could have any help in achieving that? So you work through that with delegates and ask them, to explore their big, hairy, audacious goals. Another one to use is exploring scenarios, which is this one here. So you ask delegates to explore scenarios about a potential future. Um, they create posters and think about, you know, if, if we did this, what could happen in the future? If we did this, what could happen? In, and they're, they're looking at different options, creating posters of those different options and images, and then having conversations about, well, which ones are most likely, which ones are most attractive, and, and create a single vision or scenario out of all of those individual ones. Okay, you've got a range of different techniques. We've done define, discovery, dream, and now we're on to design. So the design phase is all about 
thinking, well, what are the goals for the future then? You've done some work on the possibilities and now it's about starting to work on how you're going to achieve those possibilities and making that big vision a bit more tangible, a bit more real and a bit more deliverable. So you're turning it into things that you can action. The technique I've suggested for this is bridging. With bridging, what you do is you take every aspect of the goal or aspiration that the delegates have come up with in the previous phase, in the dream phase, and you ask them to um, create you know, a statement. The statement is actually called a provocative proposition. Okay, It means what does that look like in practice? What would we be seeing, hearing, feeling, you know, noticing? What would we be measuring if, if actually that vision were um, turned into practice? So you do a provocative proposition, could be a goal or aspiration from the dream phase and what you do with the provocative proposition is you turn it into a statement like our team members are highly engaged through their inclusion participation and involvement and, and meaningful dialogue and activities which enhance well-being business performance and safety and it goes on okay so that's a really nice thing to do and it's a really important thing because it's actually quite a big jump sometimes to go from well, that's a big imaginative you know, vision through to how do we do that then? And the bridging phase helps you towards that. And then you get into more into the nitty gritty with the destiny phase. So the destiny is the, the action planning, it's the specific things that the group's going to do together to actually make this dream a reality from where they are right now. The two activities are blockbusters and storyboarding. So blockbusters, you put sort of specific elements of where the group is on one side and on the other side you put the, you know, the matching elements of where the group wants to be. And then what they do is they put the individual steps all the way across, one step, one step, one step, until they get to the end. And a storyboard, you have six or nine squares. In the first square, the group draws where they are now. Um, in the last square, they draw the dream where they want to be. And then in the squares in between, they draw the different steps of how to get from where they are now to where they want to be. And they put some headlines underneath. Now, all this sort of drawing and different activity, as I've said before in lives, it stimulates the brain. It gets people talking and problem solving. How do we draw this? How do we, you know, how do we tackle this? And it gets them thinking differently. So there is a purpose behind all of these different activities. What I would say about appreciative inquiry, the important thing to remember is that it is all positive. So you're building on the positive. If there is a weakness, if there is a threat, okay, you turn the threat into an opportunity. If there's a weakness, you turn it into an opportunity to improve. So the negatives, make sure that they're, you know, you and your delegates, you spin them round and think of them as opportunities. That's how you actually work through that. But it creates this really positive can-do mindset and a lot of clarity. If you think about it, if we only ever work in the problem-solving space, here's a problem, let's solve it. All we ever do is solve problems and we don't shine, you know, we don't stand out as much as we could. We need to solve those problems sometimes. We need to do that, of course we do. But also spending some time thinking about well, where are we really strong? Where are we really positive? What are we fantastic at? That means that you can take things to the next level, you know, and really stand out, have competitive advantage and stand head and shoulders 
above the competition and everybody else in the field because you're building on those strengths. Strengths need building on as well. You know, strengths need development. Positive things need development. It's not just about solving the issues. It's not just about solving problems. And that's where um, I think appreciative inquiry is absolutely fantastic. I hope that's been really useful. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time podcast brought to you by Dr. Joe North. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. For even more strategies and advice, visit our website, ideatime.co.uk. Enter your email for leading insights, resources, and more every month completely free. We'll see you next time.